there, Alana Terry here. Welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode is a teaser about my course about financial strategies for thriving authors, where we dive into some of the mindset work as well as some of the straight up business and financial strategies that can help you increase your bottom line. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you want to sign up for the full course and dive deep into your own money stories and some of the self-sabotages and blocks that might be holding you back in your career, you can sign up for the full course at courses.alanaterry.com money. Have a great day and enjoy today's episode. Hey, so I've got a list of some of the most common money blocks that seem to be holding back authors and online creators that I want to go over. So not every single one of these might resonate with you, but most likely as we go through this list, and it's not an exhaustive list, but as we go through it, you'll probably start to identify at least some of them. They're like, yeah, I could see how maybe I'm doing that, but even more so. Even if I don't like specifically name one of your top five money blocks or something, I think it's going to be useful to help get you in the habit of looking at these blocks as a thing that could be holding you back. Like I said, sometimes we have bad sales months because we have bad sales months, but sometimes we are either actively, albeit subconsciously, sabotaging our success because of some of these blocks Or maybe, even if it's not that, maybe by improving our money mindset, we can still smash through some of these blocks and some of these financial plateaus, right? When you look at my financial trajectory in my business, it really isn't like, you know, I grew 5% every year. It came in big dramatic jumps up and then plateaus and then another big dramatic jump up and then kind of a plateau. And what I found is that, when I reached some of those plateaus, there was money mindset work that needed to happen in order for me to get to that next level. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by sharing some of my own money stories so that you can see the money blocks that were impacting me and how smashing through those blocks helped get me to the next level. But again, the goal isn't necessarily because my blocks are gonna be exactly the same as yours, or that by the time I get finished listing out all of the blocks that I experienced, your block will have been named and you'll know how to defeat it. Basically, we are training ourselves to recognize blocks when they come, even if your blocks look totally different than mine. So I started as an author and my husband was a pastor. One of the things that was a really great blessing, and I'm always, especially in the more you work on your money mindset, the more I encourage you to focus on gratitude and noticing the amazing gifts that do come to you, right? So much of being rich is the notion of feeling rich, feeling like all that you need is being taken care of. It has zero to do with you know, the number on your bank account or anything like that. It's, do you feel taken care of? Do you feel like you have so much to be thankful for? And so one of the things that I was really thankful for is I didn't start as someone working a nine to five job, decided I wanted to make a living as a writer, had to make enough money writing books before I could quit my nine to five. I started as a stay at home mom. And so basically, as I started earning more money, I was able to contribute more money. The very first 
kind of step I took in contributing to the family finances was the day that I was able to take over making the card payment and, you know, putting a couple hundred dollars a month from the writing business into that. And for a couple years, I sort of stayed in this cycle where my income was increasing, but I was putting it all back into the business, or at least a big majority of it back into the business. I don't regret that. Like I said, when we go back and we look at our money stories, it is not so we can pinpoint all our mistakes. Okay, absolutely not. And it's not so that we can look at somebody else who might be doing it a different way and be all judgy and persnickety about it. Not at all. But for, for several years, I was making more money each year, but also spending more money on my book covers, on things like that. So it wasn't until my husband lost his job as a pastor and I knew that I needed to come up with more money to contribute to the family finances that I had to really boost my sales. I couldn't rely on just this, you know, slow and steady. I needed to go from like putting 400 a month into the family budget to putting like two or 3000 a month into the family budget. It was a scary thing, but here's what happened. So my husband had been a full-time pastor and like we've talked about before with money mindset, you are not going to earn significantly more money than you are earning today until you feel safe to do so. And as a pastor's wife in a pastor's family in a very, very small community where we lived in a fishbowl, I did not feel safe to earn a lot of money because people would my fear was that people would have looked down at us, right? Like people were donating money to the church. So who would we be to be, you know, earning tens of thousands of dollars a month while, you know, they're donating a, a little bit of their money to support my husband's job, right? That was a hang up that I had. So what happened to me is I was telling myself this story that as pastor's wife and as somebody whose family was supported by donations being brought into the church, I could only contribute this amount of money and anything beyond that would have been extravagant, right? I didn't feel safe to earn more. Now I was earning more, like I said, from a, a gross income standpoint, but I felt like it had to all go back into the business because it didn't feel safe for me to be putting more than a couple hundred dollars a month into the family budget. Now, when my husband left that job, some of it was from necessity, I had to ramp that up. And some of it was just the mindset. I now felt safer to put more money, take it out of the business and put it into the family because I didn't feel like we were living in a fishbowl anymore. And our financial situation was our business and nobody else's. And so that's when things really started to get ramped up. Another time in my business where I had to kind of overcome a plateau was when I decided to start spending money on ads for my books. Up until then, the growth had been more organic and more about visibility. And again, looking at things that we can be grateful for, I was really grateful that by organic sales and visibility and email marketing, I had been able to increase my book sales steadily from year to year. But I had gotten to a plateau. I was writing more books every year and my income was staying kind of about the same, right? So you would think that, um, again, here's another common money block. The more hours you work, the more money you make, right? If you work a typical hourly job, that's exactly the case. When we're doing stuff online, 
doesn't have to be that way at all. So I thought, okay, if I was making a thousand dollars from one book a month and now I had 10 books, why wasn't I making $10,000? But I kind of had sort of this fixed income that no matter how many more books I wrote, my income kind of stayed the same. We can look at that phenomenon sort of like a thermostat. We all have an income threshold where we feel comfortable. If we get way below that, we know we got to ramp things up and we will find a way to do that. But if we reach the upper limit of that, then we feel, okay, I don't need to work as hard or I need to slow down, right? Some of us feel like, I want to earn more money, but I don't want to work harder. And so I'm stuck where I'm at. That's a money story that goes back to when the only jobs available were hourly wage jobs, where that was the case. If you wanted to earn more money, you had to work more hours. But we, as people who sell things online, we don't have to abide by those rules anymore, which is another thing I'm really, really thankful for. So back to where I was ready to bump my sales up to the next level. And I knew that a lot of authors were doing that with ads. I was scared because one of my money stories was if my books are good enough, they should sell by themselves. And for the first several years that I spent as an author, that was the case. Organic sales and organic visibility carried me from somebody nobody had ever heard of to somebody who was able to make, you know, thousands of dollars a year from my books, but I was ready to go to the next level. But the story I was telling myself and the money block that was holding me back was this conception that if my books were good enough, they would sell on their own. I actually even heard a, a podcaster say something that I, I hated and I, I absolutely think is wrong, but they said that advertising money is the tax you pay for mediocrity. In other words, if you're great, you don't need to pay for ads. But if you're just okay, yeah, you gotta pay for ads. It's the tax for being mediocre. Hate that because here's what I say. If I think my books are good, if I think that my books are going to reach people, if I think that I have a message to share, and at the time I was writing just fiction. I know I've told you don't say just <laughs> before what you do, but I want, I want to explain it to you in this way. I wasn't writing books that were going to help people achieve financial security. I wasn't writing books for a nonfiction audience. I was writing novels, but even then I knew my novels would inspire. I knew they would encourage. I knew I had put my, my heart and soul into these books and that people's lives would be touched from what I wrote. So if I believed that, why wouldn't I be willing to put money into ads, right? That's the block that I had to overcome. That helped me again to get past another plateau in my business. A little bit later, another plateau came. And in this case, I had gotten the success that I had as an author and felt like I had to keep up that success as an author. I got pigeonholed. And I, as a creative, get bored, right? I didn't want to just keep writing the exact same kind of books. I loved it, but I was getting creatively bored. But what I told myself was, if I am going to continue to be a valid or a legitimate author, then all of my income needs to be coming from book sales. And so I had the desire to do courses and things like that for authors. And authors were asking me for help because I got really, really good with ads. And people were asking me to help teach them how to overcome their um, their fear of running ads. And one of the things I talked about was the mindset shift that you have to take in order to 
get over the fears of running ads. And that also showed them the ins and outs of how to run ads. So authors were asking me, I was making courses for them and I found I really liked it. But here's the money story that I had in my head. To be a legitimate author, the vast majority of my income had to come from book sales. But I was finding that the more courses I made, the more I really liked it. But here's what I did for a while. I'd make a course and never launch it. I'd make more courses, never launch it. So nobody was learning about the courses I made. I was just doing it because I was having fun doing it. And like, you know, maybe three to five people would sign up because I would, you know, maybe tell people in my author community once, you know, I'd put it on my Facebook profile page or something. But that was another block because in my mind, the story was, if I want to be a legitimate author, then my income needs to come from selling my novels. If I start selling courses or things like that, then that means that I'm not making my living as a novelist, which is ridiculous, right? So I've been doing the course side of my business for maybe two years now, at least two years where I've taken it seriously. My fiction income has stayed the same, right? So it's not as if I have, I can earn $100,000 a year and I can have some of that come from fiction and some of that come from courses. No, it could be, I can earn this much money from fiction. I can earn this much money from courses. But at the beginning, as I was adding on the courses to what I did, I had a money block that if I was going to be legitimate, my money had to come exclusively from the fiction and the courses just had to be something on the side. And so I wouldn't launch them. I wouldn't market them. I wouldn't grow my audience because in my mind I had it that I had to make the bulk of my money from X, Y, or Z, right? We, we create rules to feel legitimate about things. And again, I just want to remind you that your success, your wealth is not a dollar amount. It's so much more about the wealth that you feel, right? My husband and I had this amazing conversation. We feel so amazingly wealthy. And so again, so much of your money mindset is about the emotions that you bring into it. Other people in our situation with the same number of bills to pay and the same amount of money coming in would probably feel dirt poor and that they're just scraping by and they would always be anxious about it. We feel so incredibly different. And that's another amazing thing about the kind of work we have is I know that if more money needs to come in, I can create more, right? We don't have any limits other than what we impose on ourselves. So I, I want to close by encouraging you to think about plateaus and jumps in your own business. See if you can kind of pinpoint any time where you saw a plateau or any time where you saw a drastic increase in your business. Think if there were money mindset lessons that you learned that helped you get to that next level. If you're at a plateau right now, it's a really good time to be in this course because you might identify some of the blocks that are keeping you where you're at right now. And we will move on soon to talk about some more of these common blocks that kind of keep us stuck or keep us in a plateau. And I hope that wherever you are at in your business right now, that you are feeling that sense of gratitude and peace and wealth, regardless of how much money is coming in. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. And if you want to grab the full course that's going to help you go really deep into your own money story and help you increase your bottom line by expanding your mindset and having smart financial strategies for your business, you can buy the full course at courses.alanaterry.com slash money.